0: Customer Advocacy Platform Mention Me recently hosted Advocacy Engineered, the world's leading event on the power of customer advocacy. More than 200 senior marketers from brands including Puma, Deliveroo, Charlotte Tilbury, Marks & Spencer, John Lewis, Farfetch, and other big names joined us in London to hear from industry experts on how to drive sustainable business growth in the tough times ahead. This podcast series presents the live recordings of each of our speakers on the day. The one you're about to listen to features Roy Robinson, CPO, and Anka Philip, head of products at Mention Me, on how our platform turns customers into your most powerful growth channel.
1: My first time on the Pink stage. Um, I joined Mention Me back in October. I worked across multiple industries, and I'm gonna give you a spoiler, I love data, love AI, I love world-class user experience, and I love solving problems. It drives my wife mad, that I just want to always want to problem solve. So uh, so just to be, to be aware, really uh, really excited to talk to you today about our product strategy, how we want to help you guys to do your job better, to be able to take on customer love. But before we do that, um, one of the things I want to start off talking about is um, for consumers, I want you all to think about, we're talking about it from a business point of view today, um, some of the problems that we see. And what I want to do is, everybody here is consumers, and I want you to take a step back just for a moment and think about what your experience is like. I'm old enough to remember whenever the only places I saw advertisements was on one of the three channels we had at home, which was ITV, maybe saw them in the cinema, whenever you went before a movie was on, maybe billboards, maybe in print, and sometimes you got maybe leaflets through the door, that was it, that was all the exposure you had. But as consumers today, we're absolutely bombarded with advertisements. You think about the, the amount of channels that we see them on, you think about all the social channels that, that was talked about earlier on, right at the start today by Brian, all these explosions of social channels. Every single one of them is hitting us with, with advertisements. If you think about the um, if you think about whenever you go onto the internet, whenever you're, you're trying to search for something, again you see all these adverts. And I love I love to cook. Um, and if we go onto the recipe site, sometimes they're the worst for it. You know, you, you have to scroll down through 30 pop-ups before you can actually get to what the recipe is. I'm sure you've had that experience as well. And it reminds me of that advert for the air freshener. We know what it says, people have gone nose blind. And it's a little bit, I think everybody's going ad blind at this stage because we're bombarded with so many of them. And if I think about the next generation of consumers as well, I've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And if you're a parent, I'm sure you've heard of Ryan's World. So my daughters are on YouTube all the time, wanting to watch Ryan's World. And as soon as that little button comes up, they're so constantly pressing. It's almost like a game to try and get it to disappear so they can watch the ads. And again, they're tomorrow's consumers. They're learning these behaviors where they're trying to avoid ads. If You think about the rise in the streaming services, People want to view these again because they're able to be saved from having to watch adverts. And it's, it's interesting that Netflix are now talking about introducing adverts again. And you have to wonder, given what we've been talking about today, is that really customer love? Or is that short-termism thinking? And what will that do for their business model in the long run? And I want to talk about why I feel, some of the reasons why I feel that like that's the case today, that we're not making change, because change is difficult. This will only take a few moments. I think that, as marketers, we're suffering from Stockholm Syndrome a little bit. So we think about Stockholm Syndrome as a psychological response to being held captive. You start to identify with your captor. You start to sympathize with the reasons for doing what they're doing. We've already talked a lot this morning about Facebook and Google, and they've built these massive businesses over the past 15 or 20 years. And they're constantly telling, us as mar- telling marketers and telling us that if you don't continue to spend all of the money you have with us, you're going to lose out. You're not going to be able to do what the competition's doing. You're not going to be able to keep the customers you have. You're not going to be able to acquire new customers. And it's almost as if by this repetition and emphasis of them telling us that we're spending billions of dollars on these platforms. You couldn't afford to do that. If you don't join with us, if you don't keep the mix that you have in place at the moment, then you're going to lose out with your business. So I, that's one of the reasons why I think things aren't changing. Loss aversion bias. Um, hands up if you've ever lost a £20 note or a £10 note. few, yeah. What, if, what about if you've ever found a 10-pound note or a 20-pound note? If you, uh, the interesting thing is, is that if you lose a 10-pound 10, £10 or 20-pound note, or if you find one, you're always going to remember the loss more. Because as humans, we've evolved to protect ourselves, to try and avoid things which causes loss. So whenever we think about all the changes we've talked about today, one of the reasons why it's hard is because we're hardwired to avoid loss rather than looking at the possibilities that will be there if we do make change. That's why it's difficult going forward. The other thing is, again, I want to ask for a show of hands. How many people have ever taken out a gym subscription, used it once or twice, and never went back? Yeah. I think I've done it 10 times in the last 20 years. And one of the reasons is because when you try and do something on your own, typically the motivation isn't there. It's very difficult. Am I doing it right? There's of these questions coming to your head. You end up going, oh, I wasn't actually that bad. I wasn't that much out of shape before. I think I'll be all right. You go back to the status quo that Andy talked about earlier on. What you need is, is to have a trusted partner that can help you whenever you want to work out in your fitness. And it's interesting that whenever you take a personal trainer on, 60% of people then succeed in meeting their goals, whether that's weight loss or to get fit. Mention Me want to be the catalyst for change. We want to be your trusted partner. We want to be like that expert in the gym that can help you to understand how to use the machinery, the kind of diet you need to have, the results you're going to have, you keep at it, to encourage you when it gets difficult. We want to be like that to help you grow your customer love and your advocacy as we go forward. That's our goal. That's what we want to be. That's what we're doing this for today. We're here, we're here to say to you, look, we know change is difficult. It's changed because we're hardwired to avoid loss. It's difficult because it's easier to stay with the status quo. It's, it's difficult because it's easier to listen to Facebook and Google tell you that this is the way it has to be. And I'm not saying you have to get rid of these channels, but we need to look at how we distribute our time and our effort to be able to look at how we build sustainable businesses today. So I just want to talk again, Andy t- touched on this for a moment before I get to the product strategy. Again, about our mission. We want to use referral to harness the exponential power of fans. So you saw from Andy's slide. remember that, that example that came up was Dave or David or Chris was the example? It's a real life example. He recommended seven friends. They recommended four more. What we find is that if somebody is referred to your brand, they're five times more likely to refer someone else, and they're five times more likely to refer someone else. And then what we see is they're more likely to spend more money on their first and subsequent orders as well. We want to help you to harness that through the products that we build. We want to help you to gather the data and build the data you need to understand how your most, your most valuable customers are and how you can identify future customers just like that. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. And then we come down to our vision to make all brands think advocacy first. I'm not going to labor this point. You've heard this so much today, what is the value in this and customer of them? Helping your customers to love you as a brand by loving them as much as you can. I think one phrase stood out for me and Fred's example for T-Mobile, we're gonna love our customers more than anybody else. And you saw the transformation in their business going forward. But what does this mean for a product? That's what you're all wanting. Roy, get to the point. We want to take you on a journey. We want to partner you, be that trusted partner with a product that we build to help take you on a journey over the coming months and years together. I just want to walk you through what that means. So you notice that the first step, the first step is to set up a really well-engineered um, referral platform. That's what we have built, that's what Andy and Tim started seven or eight years ago, and we've continued to invest in, and now we're going to accelerate that, especially with the funding that we've just realized. So that means that you're able to talk to your customers, whether it's your mobile app, or whether it's on your, your digital shopfront. Be able to post-purchase in different places, be able to help them to understand why you love them and help them then to be able to tell their friends. Make it as simple as possible. We've name share, which is something unique in the industry, which makes it like talking talking down the bar or talking in a restaurant to your friends saying, hey, check this out, I'll leave your name at the door. That's the kind of thing we do, we make it easy. But the other important thing here is, is that when you start in this journey, you start to gather really valuable first party data. The data of who your advocates are—it's like advocacy DNA. You know, each of us has unique DNA that helps. them. we think that some of the advances in cloning, for example, they're hoping to be able to cure diseases with it going forward. But whenever you look at advocacy DNA, whenever you start to gather this, you can look at that DNA and say, "Okay, here's the features that make up my most valuable customers. Here's what advocacy looks like," because then you can use it as we move along the journey. The next stage is integrated referral to deliver a consistent multi-channel referral program. We are continuing to double down, and we'll talk about this in more detail in a moment, and looking at integrating right across your marketing stack. I think each marketing team has on, on average about 38 different tools, and we're looking to integrate with as many as possible to help you have a multi-channel referral program to allow you to be able to not only present referral or ask people to refer their friends and family on, on your website or your app, but then to be able to follow up whether it's by mobile, whether it's by SMS, whether it's by WhatsApp, wherever it is that you want to talk to them because we've seen that increases share rates. We're all busy lives. It's easy to forget about these things and a little subtle reminder sometimes helps you to drive that program and optimize it even further. Then we move on to the third third part in this journey, using referral data and the insights to be able to make other channels smarter. We're gonna be talking about some of the features that we're launching today as generally accessible to all you here. And one of the things we're doing is using referral data to make social smarter, social ads smarter. We've seen fantastic results from that, and Anka will talk to you about that in a moment. But we're only getting started there. You can imagine that in your in your, uh, your CDP or your CRM, if we can push that data into to those those tools that you have in the profile to say, look, you really have maybe how much this person spent or how regularly they buy or how many orders they've placed. But going forward, if you know how many people they've referred as well, it's gonna help you to understand should they be treated differently should they be part of the VIP club should they get early access to goods because they really love your brand because they're recommending it on a regular basis these are all ways that you can make your marketing smarter and help you to grow your advocacy with the people with the customers that you have today and tomorrow the fourth step is when we really start to get um, get real insights from the data we have and today in a moment I'm going to be talking to you about our first huge step in this propensity modeling and causal modeling being able to predict is someone going to be an advocate at this moment in time is going to be huge. Because you can imagine, again, being able to use that across, not just within our platform, but across your tech stack. So if you're sending out regular campaigns, and you know that within the last 24 hours, we've seen some of your customers, and they're right at the point of referring, why would you send them to something which is maybe very verbose? Why would you not talk to them? Hey, why don't you refer a friend right now, and we'll give you these incentives? This is whenever you start to really drive advocacy, and custom love at the right message, at the right time, on the right channel. And this is a journey we want to partner with you on, to take you on, to help you to be able to leverage this. We're looking at adding earned growth in, as Andy talked about, extended lifetime value reporting, and not just for yourself, but being able to compare it across industries. How am I doing within my industry? What is that looking like? How's it trending? How am I trending against myself from this time last year, or this time last month, or this last campaign I ran? What's my share rates looking like? This is when advocacy becomes real for brands through the product that we're building. And this last step then is everything we've talked about, but this is our ambition is to become advocacy brain for a business. So it's not just about the marketing teams we want to support, but the entire business. At this point, you start to bring in online, offline, in store, you start to look at service as well. You can imagine if you've got customer service, Somebody calls up and say, hey, my my delivery hasn't came, whatever I ordered. You're able to see that this person's referred loads of people. Oh, quick, we need to get this really right. We're going to give you a credit, ma'am, a credit, sir. We're going to do this for you because we want you to continue to love our brand. It gives you so much more intelligence, and that's where we're going. Again, your other tools, the other marketing tools you're using whenever they're going out to speak um, to your customers, then be able to understand at this moment, where are they in the advocacy journey? What does that look like? Are they just right at the beginning of the journey? What's the next best thing I can do to help them to love me a little bit more? Because it's not this is not just a one step thing, advocacy. It grows. Typically, your higher brand treats you grows over time. You still become to love it, and whenever you can treat people with love, they continue to love you going forward, even when things are going wrong. And that's where we want to be able to take things over the next few years. So now to some details about what's coming in 22, 23. Deep multi-channel referral we just talked about. We're going to be doubling down and investing more and the integrations we have across the marketing stack to make it possible to have multi-channel referral programs, but as well as that, to help us to pull more data in, to help us to get, more, get smarter about what advocacy looks like for your, for your brand. Predictive advocacy. We want to be able to model advocacy in the data and be able to use that to predict where someone is on that, on that advocacy journey, on that advocacy cycle. Again, to be able to help you to be smarter about what you talk to your customers about and help to grow your customer love. Earn growth reporting, again, it's to help you to understand, to move that from just LTV to CAC, to see it through a different lens and help you understand how that customer love is working out for you as a business. Workflow automation. What we see today is, I think that a few years ago, marketing budgets were 11% on average of revenue, and it's dropped now to 6% on average. So you're having to do so much more with so much less budget. You're having to communicate in so many more channels. We want to automate as much of this as possible, build a smarter platform so that you can be successful with the people you have and the teams you have today. AI experiment optimization, so that's not very succinct. We'll have to think about something better to call up whenever we release these features. But Jeff Bezos, funny enough, he said that you can directly attribute the success of Amazon down to the number of experiments they run every day, every week, and every month. And that's what we want to help you do, because it's very manual to do that at times. But by using AI and machine learning, We're going to add automation and optimization into the platform to help you understand what you should be trying to experiment with your customers, what those segments look like so it takes the guesswork out of it, and actually which ones win, and then be able to make sure the traffic's managed that way. Industry intelligence and benchmarking. Again, it's really important for you to understand not only how you're doing against your competitors within your industry, but actually what can you do to improve how you're doing. Even if you're at the very top of that tree, you can always get better, you can always earn more advocacy by how you treat your customers. And again, real-time data exchange. We're starting with these integrations. We've got 10 years of really valuable data, almost 10 years of really valuable referral data, which is just, is like gold dust, but we want to start and be able to make other channels smarter and also be able to get data back so that we can get smarter to help us become that advocacy brain I've talked about. And as I said, a data nerd, data is the key going forward. So I'm really excited now to announce the first of our for predictive advocacy models, propensity to refer. We've been working on this now for over nine months. Um, we have worked, had teams of data science work, data scientists and data engineers working on it. Um, we have partnered with Faculty, one of the leading data science agencies and consultancies, sorry, within London. My CFO is down there, so I won't tell you how much we've spent on it. But what we've found is the the, the results of being able to predict where somebody is in an advocacy journey is has. has the ability to be able to really help you to meet some of your business goals. Number one is it helps you to grow advocacy by asking them at the right time, would you like to refer your friends? Because if they're not ready, it's a wasted message at a valuable point in that journey that you're talking to them on. It helps you also to be able to look at your CPA, your cost per acquisition as well. Am I optimizing for the right time? If somebody's got a high propensity to refer as a business, then naturally, we don't need to be able to use the same incentives. We can play with that. But the people that have, low referral rate, have got a low rating for referral, then you can look to maybe bump them up and maybe helping them with other incentives. Maybe they need to look at other incentives other than cash value. Maybe they care about maybe they care about planting trees or they care about charities. There's lots of different ways we want to be able to help you to do this. And for the first time in the world, we now have a model that is able to predict where somebody is in that advocacy journey. Other tool, marketing tools that you'll have, they've used AI. Not, we're not the first ones to do that. They use machine learning. You maybe predict that somebody ready to purchase, maybe ready to make their second purchase or the third. What um, lifetime value could they have? All of those things are really valuable, they completely are. But they're missing a core part of what we have, which is that referral data as part of the advocacy journey going forward. So I'm going to ask Anke to come up to the stage now. Anke is our head of product. She's going to talk you through some of the features with propensity to refer will now part within our platform. These are all in general release from today. And Anke, I'll ask you the platform.
0: It's really exciting to be here today to talk you through our launches today. We've heard so much today about advocacy and we really believe that these launches will help you put advocacy at the heart of your marketing strategy. Now, these launches that I'll talk through today are a big, big leap towards our vision. Um, and Roy talked you through our journey, how we want to take you through that advocacy, <coughs> advocacy journey. Um, And we know these launches are also addressing some key challenges that we've talked about today. Um, So let's get started. I'm gonna start with our first headline launch. This is our Smart experience powered by Propensity to Refer. For the first time, we are able to predict a customer's likelihood to refer at the point of post-purchase and help you decide on what messages to show based on that information. No other customer advocacy platform is doing that today. We know this will be extremely valuable to you and it addresses some key challenges that you're all facing today. And how do we know that? Well, you've told us so. Back in January, we sent out a survey to all of our clients and we got key insights into the core challenges that you're currently facing today. So we set about developing these these solutions to address those challenges. You told us about the amount of data that you have to manage through. There is an overwhelming data that sits across multiple platforms, multiple systems. Brands today keep their data, their customer data, across up to 39 different platforms and tools. That's crazy. That's a huge amount of information that you have to go through in order to really drive some intelligence decisions. From our survey, 80% of you said segmentation is a core part of your marketing strategy. However, more than half of you didn't think it was being successful in addressing your business goals. And whilst a lot of you are nailing segmentation with an email, Website segmentation is still an area that has lots of potential to tap into. Next, let's talk about marketing budgets. We've talked about budgets a lot today, but according to Gartner, marketing budgets have dropped from 11 to 6% in the last couple of years. Yet, you still need to prove growth. You still need to be able to track and measure that return on investment And growth no longer comes from guesswork. It comes from intelligence decisions based on customer behavior. And lastly, customer retention and loyalty are in decline. We've talked about this today as well, and we know that the the pandemic has really accelerated an increase in e-commerce, and that's brought lots more competition, increasing costs, and it's making it even harder for you now to acquire new customers um, at a decent cost. So with that, we are introducing today a new predictive segmentation model, our smart experiment powered by Propensity to Refer. This will really help you leverage the data that we have in order to um, serve intelligent messages at the point of post-purchase. Using this capability, we are able to identify every customer's propensity to refer as they go through the checkout and place their orders and use that information at the point of post-purchase to serve them relevant messages that convert better. Imagine if you could show a lower referral incentive to a customer that has a higher propensity to refer and they still go on to refer. Well, you could be lowering your CPA and maintaining your referral performance growth. You can do that now. Imagine if you could offer a low propensity to refer customer a discount to come back to order to increase their retention. Or if you could offer them a message to get them to sign up to your newsletter to increase your marketing database size. Well, you can do that now. With our smart experiment, you can optimize your referral campaigns and lower the CPA cost. You can do that through targeted A-B testing within each of those customer segments, so you can gain hundreds of more new customers at a lower cost. With our smart experiment, you can drive the next best actions, whether that's an increase in retention or an increase in your marketing database, you are able to really leverage that percentage of your customer base that isn't quite ready to refer yet, but that you could be leveraging, showing them a different message to drive an additional goal. We've seen increases up to 20% in repeat rates from customers seeing the discount or next order message on post purchase. And ultimately you can make your entire marketing strategy smarter by simply using our referral data to turn more customers into brand advocates. But we're not stopping here. Today, we're introducing a second feature that will really supercharge your paid marketing strategy. Our smart audiences solution is addressing key challenges that you're facing today. And again, you've told us about this one, and thank you so much for everyone who's filled out our survey earlier this year. And we've already talked about these ones today, and everyone has um, all of the presentations so far. The rising CPA costs in paid social and PPC. Andy talked you through amazingly how those costs have increased over the last couple of years. The changes that are currently happening around um, privacy and data regulations, specifically the death of third party cookies, It really puts such a big pressure on being able to leverage first-party data. Not to mention how overstretched your teams are. They are juggling so many. We're all juggling so many different priorities at the same time. They're sometimes doing manual, tedious tasks, uploading, downloading lists. It's, It's crazy. They should be spending their time doing much more valuable things. Ultimately, we believe the biggest challenge out there is really not knowing how important first-party referral data can be. So our smart audiences um, solution will really help you leverage the referral data to drive growth across paid social, across your other marketing channels. Now, through our platform, you are able to connect straight into your Facebook account And Feed will be feeding that referral data instantly. We'll get it updated automatically as more customers get added to the list. So you are now able to build lookalike audiences that are best that are based on your best customers, the people who go on to refer a friend. Now you are all running paid social campaigns, and you're probably spending a big chunk of your budget doing that. So. So what, by using our smart audiences solution, you will be able to decrease um, your costs and get higher returns. And we know that we've seen success with clients using this capability. Our clients, um, Spoke and Seraphine, were previously using part purchase um, data behavior to drive those lookalike audiences. And when they added the referral data into the mix, they're All of their stats just went through the roof. Spokes saw a 30% higher higher return on ad spend, 100% increase in click-through rate. Seraphine, a 15% decrease in CPA. These are some amazing success stories that will really, really help you accelerate that growth, not only within referral space and within the marketing platform, but much kind of going beyond within all of your other marketing channels. And we're working on adding Google into that mix very shortly, um, over the, very shortly this year. Now, alongside this advocacy innovations, we are continuing to build a smarter pat- platform to empower you and your team to have much more com- control and flexibility. Now, you told us um, earlier this year that you would like to be able to spend um, more time in the platform today. Um, to really be able to action, take some key, act, some key actions to get the data that, um, that you want. And so, throughout 2020, we'll be completely changing your experience with our platform today. Today, we're launching a brand new navigation. So, if you do log inside the platform, please please do check it out. Um, But we're not stopping there. We're working on adding better insights and analytics to really help you see the value across all of the activities that you run with us. We are looking to add custom recommendations so you can always know what your next best action should be. We will be allowing you to create your own segment, your own campaigns to give you all of that control that you really want. Um, Roy's already mentioned benchmarking. We're looking at introducing that into the platform later on this year and so much more. So, I'm really excited about the launches today. I'm really excited about what's um, what's coming out there later on this year. And hopefully, throughout um, my presentation, you should now see how all of these are kind of, how the puzzle is coming together and how all of these uh, solutions are able to help you put advocacy at the heart of your marketing strategy and help you accelerate growth for your business. This
1: is our biggest launch yet. Thank you. Okay, cool So um you'll be glad to know it's almost lunchtime. I just need 30 seconds. So just just to wrap up um, what we said earlier on, change is hard, but change is coming, whether we like it or not. Um, you know, we don't want to be like that ostrich with our head buried in the sand. Reminds me of GDPR a little bit. Remember that, that nightmare that there was a few years ago? You know, everybody was going, I'm going to prepare. We're going to be prepared. And then it comes up to the last moment. And it's like, oh, God, we're not prepared. What are we going to do? And you've seen websites coming down and all sorts of stuff to panic at that time. We don't want it to be like this. Consumers are demanding change. We're consumers. We're getting out blind. Imagine how, how much we want things to change. We need things to change. But mention me is going to be your trusted partner. Think about it as like that. That trainer in the gym is going to help you get in shape. We're spending all our time thinking about how we can make this possible for you through the product that we're building. Today, we've been able to show some of the features that we're launching, propensity to refer a world first, and we're building a model for every single brand that has sufficient data. This is not one for verbose model. This is one that's fine tuned to your customer base to make your business successful because we care about each and every one of your customers. We are the platform for advocacy. We will be the platform for earn growth, and we will be the platform over the next few years to help you to make your customers love you as much as you love them. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this advocacy-engineered presentation. To find out more about Mention Me and how our advocacy-first approach could drive growth for your business, visit mention-me.com.